Welcome to Concerning Hobbits. Okay. It's, um, I'm not gonna lie, last week, or not last week, the last episode wasn't that great. I, but, you know, you gotta try and sell it when you, when you're, uh, when you're... Desperate. When you, no, what's the word? <laughs> I don't know. When you're, when you're selling it, when you're putting it out there, oh. you gotta sell it. You gotta say, you know, but... I don't think it was great. I feel like it was basically just a whole mess. I don't know. I liked the well, last episode. I, not to be harsh, but I don't feel like you were all in. No. Oh. And I felt like I was just sort of uh, recapping the chapters. the chapters, and that's that's what you always cares. do. Though. No, but really, like. I, like, had nothing to say about anything I thought. Uh, Anyways, so... I felt pretty engaged last yes. time. The last episode... I think it's... Not so good. But this episode, I promise, <laughs> I actually did Be my better. work. And, yeah, at least talk to I think it's hard. But, yeah. I think it's hard because it's the, it's the last book and we're almost done. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of looking forward to being done. Because <laughs> I want to... Well, hopefully, we'll do more podcasts. And I'm looking forward to, like going on to something else. We'll see. Because it's been like a year. Yeah. Well, of this. The, the, whole, the whole thing and was I, to do this podcast and yeah. it would take about a year. And it was yeah. sort of a New Year's resolution experiment. Yeah. Well, and like, I like doing this and I love Lord of the Rings, but to spend a whole year on it is a little bit tiring. <laughs> I think that if we do another podcast, we should not commit to one subject for a year I mean or if it's a subject just be like something where we have a little bit more room to move around and talk about different things within that subject we'll see we probably end up taking a break yeah Um, shoot so Mm -hmm. I'm your host Neo (coughs) I'm your co-host Christina I don't know how to swallow drinks I went down the wrong way. I don't know how to drink swallows. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Okay, I'm already off track. I can't think. Uh, this is chapters 5 through 8? Mm, no, I think we covered chapter 5 last week. Oh, did I not read enough spark notes? <laughs> this is uh, chapters uh, six, through nine? 6 through the end of the, the six, first seven, book. 7, 8, 9. Well, the but shoot through, oh, the, through the halfway point because then it goes to Sam and Frodo anyways I'll pull my notes oh, I'll pull oh wait notes wait out. this is through the last I was supposed to read five chapters okay I thought it was chapters chapter five through chapter eight I guess which is five six seven eight that's four chapters sad but it's chapter six through ten uh, oh yeah well yeah it's Return of the King it's uh Part two, four. I feel like, well, this is probably the last thing that I read in the read and watched. I feel like I remember these chapters slash this these bits of the movie a lot better than everything else that we've done so far. Maybe they're just the most the strongest parts of the story. Uh huh. Anyway, say that again. I sorry. I just feel like as I was reading because <laughs> I just somewhere. read Spark Notes. Yes. As I was reading things, I was just remembering it a lot more than I did with past chapters or movie scenes. Oh, okay. 
you know, like when I was reading the book, there were things that I didn't remember as much, but this time I felt like I remember a lot more from these chapters and stuff. There's a lot that happens that's really memorable. With yeah, like yeah, yeah. Eowyn and Mary and right, Pippin. Right. And, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, because I thought we covered chapter five, but then I sort of ended up re-listening to it anyways. And I don't remember talking about killing the Witch King, and so I wanted to go over that. We didn't. Never mind, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, no, I mean... Like so, the best part? Yeah. It's funny because... Okay, I'm totally skipping ahead. But it it's funny because... No, because that's my first note. You, you think about Lord of the Rings as mostly male characters. Like oh, people... And people get well, all up in arms about yeah. that, but Eowyn kills one of the most prominent enemy, enemies, enemies of the book. Yeah, you can't really call it sexist. No, because... When that shows, when she shows up. Yeah, I mean, it just... To me, okay. I'm not it's really a, a feminist. Because I don't, I don't know about feminists. But anyway, I shouldn't get into that. I want to cut that out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to me... Uh, yeah, but tactfulness is something I believe in. Anyhow. Your thoughts about anyone? I was just thinking about, yeah, sexism in the book. It just makes sense to me to have a fantasy set in this sort of world where it's a little bit medieval. It makes sense that it's mostly male characters because in the medieval times, it was a male-dominated world. Like, the women were expected to be seen rather than heard. Yeah. Well, so, if you want to be period, or sort of period-specific, like, nowadays they would have the, the tendency... Or, nowadays or they would be would like Game of Thrones. Well, we've got a, a, a African... Uh, what do they say? What's the problem? African-American. Uh, a gay yeah. African-American Gay African-American lead, lead woman. Or something like <laughs> that. Like and you go, okay, lesbian. but that does... That's great that you're trying make... to be that you're trying to do that. You're like, trying to be you're, progressive. You're trying to be progressive, but that does not fit this story. Yeah, it doesn't make sense in the fantasy time period because even though it's fantasy, it till it still takes note from real life. And in real life, in the Middle Ages, women were not front runners at all, unless you were Celtic. Or something that they were kind of off to the side, but like the Romans and the English people and like a lot of the main, uh, what's it called, the main races, I guess, of the world, women were really um, silenced. So it doesn't make sense to have a strong female lead in a story like this because it just doesn't fit the reality <laughs> Even though it's a fantasy story, it just doesn't really fit the but story that you're trying sort to tell. She, she is sort of a main a main character. Yeah. Character in the Return of the King. Yeah, and like I really like that. I like that. I it's a little in bit unexpected, way. and he kind of breaks. And even the time in which the book was written was not a time for of women. Really, right? You know, it wasn't in a like time 60s. of equality, so it's really kind of cool that he wrote in that, like, Eowyn killed one of the main well, yeah, enemies. I to get into that, which is pretty awesome, thing. if you think about it. Anyway, 
That was a little, yeah. I felt like that was a really long rant. <laughs> well, no, it, it is interesting. It's the whole hiding her identity thing. Is, yeah. I'm sure people can get upset so over this that. Is a but total side note. But it reminds me of the the Bible study that we were doing, where like one of the first lessons was about equality in the Bible and how. Biblically, men and women are supposed to be equal, but we have different roles to play. Oh, that's a big thing. Oh, I don't even want to get into that. No, you shouldn't. But, <laughs> but that's really, not Lord of the Rings. no, it's not Lord of the Rings. But it just reminded me, like, how because he became a Christian, didn't he? J.R. Yeah, Tolkien. Um, him and C.S. Lewis. I were, don't know if they were, were good friends. Catholic I, or yeah. Some, some religion. But I feel like he believed in God. I feel like I remember reading that he believed in God. And... Can't be 100% on what it was. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. The Bible... Well, to- C.S. Lewis, I mean, you can see it all through the Narnia Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, biblically, there is equality, but it's not the kind of equality that the world produces today. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of, kind of equality, which, I don't know. Anyway. It's an interesting thought. It's a whole... N- different totally oh no equality is um, equality now convenient for you well equality now is that men and women can do the exact same thing we can do it the same as you until the ship is sinking then it's women first (laughs) this is true but biblical equality is that you are both equally valuable and you are both equally important but you have different jobs to do which is the whole way of the world. That? I'm like, it would be so boring if everybody did the same job and everything. And what does it have to do with Eowyn? Nothing. Well, no, I was just thinking about the equality of her versus, like, she is brought up to, um, not male perspective, but well, she is Tolkien brought up as it, a hero. Tolkien says it fine. In a male-dominated story. She is also a hero. Well, so no, she's brought I, I up as... She is basically equal to the male heroes because she kills one of the main enemies, which is pretty unusual for a book written in that era because most of the books written in that era are just the men do everything. Yeah. I was going to say... That's how it all ties in. (laughs) In the book, and I can't remember, it might have been in During the Houses of Healing or something, and I'm trying to remember who says it, but it's a... It's a quote. Shoot, wait, maybe I have it in my phone. The, the the line I'm thinking of is let's see who's talking. Oh, this is Gandalf talking about when they're in and she's in the in the house is healing. She's sick, and uh-huh. he says, um, "Blah blah blah, my friend." Oh, Gandalf, I said Gandalf, "You you had horses and deeds of arms and the free fields, but she was born in the body of a maid." Had a spirit, oh, had a spirit and courage at least the match of yours. Yet she was doomed to wait upon an old man whom she loved as a father and watch him failing into a mean dishonor dotage and her part seemed to her more, I don't know that word. What word? Uh, I-G-N-O. Ignoble? Ignoble, yeah. Ignoble? Mm-hmm. Than that of staff he leaned on ignoble means like 
dang it. It's one of those words I can use it in a sentence, but I can't really explain it. It means, okay, wait, here, let me look at it. Where is it? Sort of in here. Basically, the... Okay, so basically, ignoble means, like, it was lower than the staff. Okay. Because it's a noble thing, but they they view it as lower. Which he's talking about. Then he goes on to talk about that. The words that worm tongues cursed wasn't. He he was cursed. He was helping curse Theoden, but it doesn't mean that his not necessarily an actual curse, mm-hmm. but his words were his negative, negative uh, constant negative energy and. Um, Influence had an effect, had an uh, yeah effect on Awen. Ignoble means not honorable. Okay, yeah. So, ba- so basically, she was viewed as she was definitely yeah. Wormtongue was was working on her probably in the past few years, but she was definitely she was yeah she was just sort of feeling I think trapped and mm-hmm. like her life had no purpose. I think Eowyn might be one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I, I like her a lot. Because she's not... She's just different. Mm-hmm. And she's brave. And she's very um, committed. But also, she kind of comes on a pretty good... I mean, she's she's a side character, but she comes on a quite a good little journey. From yeah. being kind of like, what am I doing in my life? And I feel like useless and... All I do is take care of my uncle, and then arcing on to being one of the most important pieces of the war because she kills one of the the scariest people. <laughs> yes. Um. And that's I don't know. I just I really like her as a character, and I think <laughs> her and Faramir are one of my favorite love stories, even though it doesn't really touch on them very much at all. But I just like them. And I like their story, and I like, I don't know, I like them. I've always liked Faramir. I think he's a really honorable character, especially in the books. I think in the movies they they play up his decisions a little bit more, and they add a little more drama to him, but he's a really good character. He's very honorable Uh and honest and, and true to what's good, even though his father is a terrible person. I think he's an underappreciated character. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Give you all of my thoughts and you have nothing to say? I haven't made up my mind. I mean, those are the only two romances in the book is her and Faramir and then Aragorn and Arwen. Uh, well, no, wait, well, and Sam and Rosie. Well, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but then I was going to say, like, if you want any kind of carrying on, there's nothing. All it yeah. is is, like, Sam, like, creeping, like, oh, that girl back at home, man, I should ask her out, basically. They don't Aww. have any relationship. Have they do in, like, in the New Hendersons? No. In the end of the book, they get married. Well, no, but my point is, like, Farmer, Eowyn and Farmer. They have they have some pages there's together some, yeah, they before do. they ever hook up. There's yeah. there's a little there. <laughs> um, Arwen and Aragorn barely have anything. They do more in the appendices. Yeah, but we're talking just about in this. In book. the book, they don't really have much. 
I think Fire in Bear, any of I the books. Anyone in Fire Bear probably much. have the most in the movies. Love story. Oh, I love them yes. in the movies. I have always wanted to be Arwen because I had a crush on Aragorn. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody has a crush on Aragorn. <laughs> and if they have a crush on Legolas, they're stupid because Legolas looks like a girl. Uh, yeah, I never liked. <laughs> He said, oh, right, oh. I should really I admit that I've never been attracted to blonde people, so... <laughs> but I know girls who had big posters of I, Orlando all of All of my friends, all of my friends, had a crush on Legolas, and then they had a crush on... What's his name in the Pirates of the Caribbean? Will? Turner, yeah. Will Turner, yeah. Same oh, like, yes. they just loved him. But... Uh, eh. Okay. Side notes. <laughs> um, oh, no, the other thing about that is, uh, do, 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 let's see, oh, I don't know, I can't remember who, they steal the line in the movies, in the two towers, they give the line to um, Wormtongue, and, he's, and he, when he's talking to Eowyn, and he's circling her, and he's talking to her. Yeah. It's oh, not like his line, it's somebody else's in the book, and then I, I didn't put the note down, but that's like, and that line is straight from the book, and it's the best. I love that line. The whole line. You should line. look it up, because I, I want to know what it is. I tried to find it when he's talking about, like, she, she basically talking about how she feels trapped and how she's, like, a caged thing. And In the movie, the quote goes, when all your life seems to shrink, the walls of your bow are closing in about you, a hutch to trample. Trample. Ramble. Some wild thing in. No, I don't even know what that word means. Spell it. Trammel, like it sounds T R A M M E L. I've never heard that before. Must be like trap. Yeah, it must be. Some ancient word. Or just a word that doesn't get used anymore. Do you ever think, like, oh, we should bring those words back? Are you looking it up? Looking in a new No, I'm letting you do the work. I'm still kind of spark notes things. Oh, okay. Because I didn't read enough. So, that's just like, I don't know, that line is. It's really good in the movie, I guess. I think that's why I picked it out. Okay, now I'm looking up. Oh. Nope, I got it. Wait. Oh, trammel. A restriction or impediment to someone's freedom of action. Basically a cage. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Now, moving on. That was the only other thing I had to talk about. Oh, wait, no. Jeez, this could be a whole episode just about Eowyn. Eowyn? Eowyn. 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 E O. <laughs> I saw that. He's... No Facebook. Sorry. No. Got huh. a notification. Jeez. <laughs> oh boy. I'm trying to stay focused, but it's hard because my leg hurts. I mean, I think it's obvious when the king, when the witch king says, "You fool! No man can kill it me." It is pretty obvious. <laughs> And then she and then <laughs> takes she, off her helmet and it's all dramatic and her hair fills out. Yeah, yes. in the movies. I'm no man. But in the book, she slashes his face 
What yeah. is she, she in yeah in the book she slashes his face in the books that's what it said in my no spark notes in spark notes it says spark notes is wrong. she flashes his face splashes I can't she splashes. drives her blade between collarbone cloak and, and crown or whatever she slashes his face she drives literally no 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 <laughs> She drives she it. She drives it from cloak to crown. That means she slashed his no. face no. open. Be Literally. Well, it's basically she slashed his head. Between. She drives it between. That means she's basically stabbing him in the face. But there's nothing there, so they have to say between cloak she and crown or whatever. She slashes his face. But in the book, it doesn't say Yeah, slash. it's a different implication. It's basically she stabs his face. <laughs> his lack of a face. That's weird though because they don't really Is it have bodies. Is easier to murder an invisible person? <laughs> Wait, if you murder an invisible person, do they bleed and can you see it? No, because their blood's invisible. How do you know? Because they're invisible. What if it's just the skin that's invisible fine, and, and it's hiding everything? Yeah, fine. Then no, the blood won't be visible. That would be weird. It's just blood coming out of nowhere. Anyway, that's side note. Uh, Hither, no, there, though. Okay. So, he, yeah, he says, no man can kill me. Which, we always had a debate, was it, was he saying that nobody can kill me, I'm too powerful, or was he literally saying, no man, I have I the think... curse of man, of male. Like, like think... because it's the nine yeah, kings, men. and they're kings. all men, is it simply, guys can't kill me, but girls could. <laughs> Dudes can't. Just due to the What curse. about children? Could children kill him? No. I mean, if they had the chance. No, I think but, probably... So, instead... It's hard to say because... Which I don't think so. I, th I, I mean, I, yes, I think, he, I think he literally means... Men. I think he doesn't expect that a woman would ever try to kill him. So yeah. I think he's just it's being cocky. It's such a male-dominated world. Yeah, I don't think, I think they have girls in I Mordor. I think that he's just being cocky and saying nobody can kill me, and he doesn't expect a woman to be there. So obviously he's gonna say no man can kill me because he thinks it's a a dude. Yeah, but so I, he's, he's basically saying you can't kill me. But I do agree. I do think if the, I don't, I think if Aragorn tried to kill him, I don't think he could. I think it had it, the well, curse. Well, the is, element of surprise too. I'm. I don't think so. I think it's part of the curse. I don't know. We'll have to do more research I, and see if anybody else. Has I think. I think literally he means. No man. I, mean, I mean, like a woman but, in a hobbit could kill him. But they did. That would make sense too, because Sauron would not expect a woman or a hobbit to be around to kill him, because he. No, male-dominated world. There's all these orcs. There's all these men and such simple things. Yeah, I mean he's just preparing for. They're, they're just too preposterous to him. Yeah, he's just racist and sexist. Well, I'll look. We can look into <laughs> it more, but I, that's my thinking anyway. It is something that can be. Dissected. It's really obvious, but yeah, that's probably true. That he's just saying no man can kill me. Literally, men cannot kill him. But, but I feel like it's also just more the element of surprise, like, oh, there's a 
a woman. Like, I would never have expected that. And that catches him off guard enough that she can take advantage of his lack of attention mm-hmm. and slash his face. Um. Alright. Yeah. Up next. So that was chapter five, which we may have already covered. Now on to uh, Denethor. He is. He's lose. I mean, he's really losing. Losing it. it. Pippin. Big time. Pippin's hit, serving oh. under him, but when his son, <laughs> when his son comes back, when Faramir comes back. Uh-huh. And he's wounded, and Denethor finally sort of, instead of, I mean, he he does have the break where he's like, oh, I do love my son, he is my only son, but it, it also breaks him in another way where it's it's too much, it's too far, and he there's no going back for him. He's, he's snapped crazy. in more than one way. I mean, he's snapped and just, it's too late. Yeah. Because he, he gets a little nuts. He wants to burn himself alive eventually with his son. Even though his son That's isn't like the dead. Worst his son death. is sick, but he's not dead. Can you imagine being crazy enough that you just want to burn yourself alive? That's horrible. I, I think, That's so painful. I think the it's partially because... Burning yourself, is a, a, burning yourself alive is the only way to ensure that the enemy doesn't reanimate your body or something. That's true. In that world. Yeah. Which makes sense. But it's not a great way to go. They could kill you and then burn you, but oh, then there's no burning way... Burning alive. You, there's no, there's so no knowing for sure that they Just, did burn you. I mean, how quickly, how quickly do you even die if you're burning alive? I feel uh, like it's going to take five or ten minutes, which would... Some- Feel like a long time when you're burning, literally. Oh man, Whoa. and I was listening to this thing they were talking about false prophets and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how when they finally these false prophets were finally found out, they were um, condemned to burn at the stake, and they had a big <sighs> post, and they would they tied I don't know how many maybe there was four or five guys, they. I think they tied them all to the post, back to back, all the way around it. And they burned one dude at a time. So you knew what was coming for you. How's you that could, possible? You could hear the other dirt, the other guy burning, and you could hear how bad it was for him. And you knew that was your fate because you had been... Because uh, you, you deserved it. You, you were yeah. condemned. But it was, it's sort of like a, a slow type of torture. Because... I think a quick, you know, a quick death is kind of almost defeats Client. the purpose, except that you're still dying and you're still being still removed from the earth. But still, probably gonna uh, go to. Hell. I never, I never <laughs> thought of that. Oh. Of the idea of like you're right but next to the dude who's burning. To well, burn one person at a time. The little fire right under them. Just, You'll catch fire, but once hot enough, it catches your fat on fire. And, this is totally random, but I was watching videos where they heat up a knife into red. I saw it. That was red, so stupid. And then they cut <laughs> through like coke, 
and they cut through paper and they cut through cheese and they cut through all this stuff. That's what I do at work. I don't know. I think it's interesting to see because, like, it would boil the Coke. Yeah, but I thought it was... But like it would melt the cheese my as problem, soon as you cut my through problem it. Was with the, you didn't really cut through the interesting video things. Editing and production. I didn't yeah, like. it's always your problem. You're so limited because all you uh, care about is the production of the quality. They wasted so much time showing them heat the Heating, knife up. Yeah, that. I was like, come on, we but, already know you heated the knife up. Cut. Show me the good stuff. Show me the eye candy. But the closer you got to the end, the less they showed. They'd only showed it like one or two times, and I just want to see the lighters anyway, blow just, up. Shoot, what was I? But, you know. Oh, yeah, they cut through, like, a foam ball, and it just burst into flame instantly. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> like lava or something. thousand degrees. I wonder how hot lava is. We should probably look that up know. for that episode. Don't you just watch... Have you ever watched the live videos of lava, and you just want to, like, jump into it? <laughs> but you know that you would die. <laughs> it's because It's like the very hot. ribbon candy kind of. Be hot. It's like watching taffy be made. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and he, yeah, he wants to burn himself, and Pippin is determined to save Faramir's life. Lava, sorry. Yeah. Can be 1,165 degrees Fahrenheit. It can reach 2,120 degrees Fahrenheit in Kailua, in Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Yeah. That's pretty hot. <laughs> I wonder what that is in Celsius. I've just been, I don't know, I'm interested in the differences between Celsius and Fahrenheit oh, because right. America is pretty much the only country that does Fahrenheit. But why? That's what I want to know. Because that's, we want to be different. We're trying Yeah, to, that's true. We're, we're trying to separate ourselves separate, from, yes, the from the Queen the and the England and all that stuff. Oh, the British. We throw our tea in the harbor. That's not related at all. Sorry, no, guys. Okay. I'm a little bit scatterbrained today. So, so guys. after that happens, it's, just, it's revealed that Denethor had one of the palantirs. I, I never heard how to say it. Palantirs. Palantirs or palantirs? I never know how to... One of the things. Probably palantirs. Who knows? Tolkien went around to tell us. Nope. I call it a seeing stone. Uh, you say Denethor weird. Middle Earth. Because you say the Thor like a Thur. Fantasy FaceTime? <laughs> FF? FFT, I guess? This is, uh, what, like Lord of the Rings iPhones? Sure. <laughs> the <Bell> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> well, okay. Yes, it's discovered that he was using it. That's part. That's actually a lot of what drove him mad. He wanted to know more, but he wasn't strong enough to use it. And Saruman or Saruman twisted him and showed him things and Sar. made him. And it drove him uh, depressed. It you know what's depressed. interesting is that in a lot of different plot points, usually. When people want to know too much, that's what drives them. That's what drives Knowledge. them crazy. Yeah. Because they know too much. I want to know. I want to know. Right? Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Hate, but yes. And like Denethor. And I don't know. What are some other examples? I just feel like Seeking a lot. Knowledge. Yeah. But why is that? Well, I suppose. 
There's healthy Once knowledge again, and there's knowing too much. Yes. That's going to set me off on a whole rant that I don't really need to go into. But, no. um, no. biblically, again, uh-huh. I'm going back to this, you don't need to know everything. Yes. And, and that's, that's kind of with, the point. For atheists. Because people want to know everything that there is to know, but sometimes it's not beneficial knowledge. Sometimes it's just, it's kind of like when you're on the internet, do you choose to click on the link to the depressing news or do you not? Is it going to, is it going to make a difference in your life and make a difference in how you can help? other people or is it going to just spiral you down into a depression that's kind of how i judge whether i really need to read a thing on the internet is whether killed the cat yeah but you don't need to know everything obviously it's good to be knowledgeable and to be intelligent and to be but smart there's, there's good but knowledge and there's junk there's, yeah garbage exactly. knowledge it's useless. That's why I don't like to watch Cops. Because Cops is just a junk show. It's all depressing. All right. It's all these people that are terrible. And probably the, the Palantir was a little bit like Cops. You don't need to know everything that the Palantir tells you but to know. That's it was my segue was... into <laughs> linking so Cops. Bad. It was a terrible segue. By a thread. I told you I would go on rant. But it's, he very specifically showed him very depressing things Yeah. that made Deneva feel like there was no hope. Yeah. Which sometimes, seeing a lot of news, you look at the world and you go, there's, I don't just, like to watch there's the no news. hope for this world. You go, but look at the good things. Look yeah. at these people there. Well, know. it was interesting recently because a lot of people are saying that 2016 was like the crappiest year in a long that. time. But one of my friends it's shared on her blog... Like a hundred re- or ninety nine reasons why two thousand sixteen has actually been a really great year, and there's like, you know, there's been a lot of um, ecological changes. There's been a lot of, like, the um, the rate of mortality and births has been lower. The rate in childbirth, um, child deaths has been lower. The rate of um, women dying in pregnancies has been mm-hmm. lower. A lot of things that are really really good about two thousand sixteen. People dying isn't doesn't make a shouldn't make a break not men yeah. make a break but it shouldn't be like that shouldn't really be counted as celebrities dying should not <laughs> count as this whether people the year die. is good or bad people die that's kind every of day. it sounds like a terrible thing to say but it's true people die every day they were just but, well known yeah they were just celebrities just they were just their body of work is now complete their body of work ceased you can honor them by yeah enjoying it. And, and of course it's sad i mean especially if they're young it's really sad if young people die but oh poor mia. that's life <laughs> poor mia <laughs> this is how we tie this discussion back into lord of the rings <laughs> poor mia's death <laughs> okay so we're just okay no it, it's it's true though uh Oh, shoot. A, a year, uh... Oh, man, you made me lose my... my Sorry. I, had, I was going to say something about... 
Oh, people, people naturally tend to uh, go to the to, it's to easier. The it's, it's easier, easier to, to remember the negative things than it is to remember the positive things. It's, I know this from blogging. It's like easier it, to frown and smile. It's, well, it's all that. I can get like a thousand positive comments, but if there's one comment that's negative, it takes a while to get over it. Yes, that's another rebel we won't go down. No, we won't. Uh, th but that's, that's just true. likening to the Palantir. I mean, there could be so many good things around Theoden, but because he's so influenced by the bad Denethor. things, which... Yeah, Denethor, sorry. Theoden... Oh, not to mention yeah. Theoden and his <laughs> wonderful turn before he died. I mean, not turn, um, but... It was oh, so, Theoden. So sad. It makes me so sad. But Denethor, yeah, I mean, it's so much easier to be influenced by bad things. I think because they're more emotionally, um, emotionally grabbing. Yes. Because it's just a strong feeling, like, like when things are sad or things are bad or things are evil. It's so much easier to get caught up in that than it is to get caught up in happy, because. Uh, I don't know. I think you almost have to work harder to be happy. And to, to find joy and to to focus on good things, even even if good things are the majority of your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just easy to be brought down because emotions are fickle. So uh, Palantir probably quote, just drags you down because there are so many bad no, things it, that, that Saruman It is who is on could the show you. And and Sauron has one, and he's the most powerful person yeah. in the land. And so he's also he's the most negative person in, in the land, because he's crazy and scary and evil. So, yeah, what ended up happening was... Basically, like, being on the phone with Satan. His power... Screw tape Letters. I've never read that. I would, ha I would, I would recommend the Screw tape Letters. They are... It, it's a good book, but if you actually listen to the audiobook, which, um... It's an audiobook, but it's sort of dramatized with a couple different actors, with um, Andy Serkis as I love Andy Serkis. the main role. So good. It's really entertaining and yeah. very educational, and it's really good. Your hair is really dorky right now. Sorry, he, that's just a side note. He's got that voice. He sounds like he could be a demon. He's Hello, Gollum. Pure evil. <laughs> yeah. That and Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. And I'm all, so curious about who Snoke is. All, That's a side note. <laughs> and all the other characters he, he does. Yeah. He's got a good voice. Anyway, back to... So, so my point was about the Planteer yes. was that after um, they did save... Uh, I was going to... Wait. Faramir. I want. Faramir. I don't know. I want to call him something else. Faramir. Same. And Denethor burns himself alive, and they said they eventually did um, recover the Palantir from the flames, from the wreckage, and they said if anyone ever looked into it after that, if they if they weren't super strong willed, all they would see is flames. It's two withered hands. Yeah. In flames. It's because that was a powerful moment that kind of almost yeah. scarred it. It's interesting how the seeing stones 
is such a common thing throughout a lot of mythological or fantastical stories. Like crystal balls, but so yeah, cooler. like crystal balls, palantirs. Why is that? Uh, Why is it always a round been, ball? <laughs> oh, I don't know about the roundness. I was gonna say people have always been interested in being able to see to see out far yeah. distances, see what's sure. happening. That's just an interesting thought. Other than connectivity where they are. of fantasy worlds. Being in two places at once, more or less. Yeah. So, Mary and Pippin have a scene, or have sort of a a, a moment to a, a, a moment together. I feel it's very kind of reminiscent of Sam and Frodo, which I feel like Sam and Frodo have a lot of, but. Mary and Pippin don't have many of these close moments where you see the love they have for each other in a, the bromance. Which is when, when Pippin finds Mary out on the field and Mary's sick mm-hmm. because he killed, he stabbed the Witch King. And Mary's like falling starting to fall into the black breath and uh, and Pippin stays with them and helps them and tries to yeah they don't really get quite as much of a feature as that's I feel Sam like that's about the like the only time they have that kind of moment that feels it's very like Sam and Frodo-esque because I feel like Sam's always like doing that Sam is always declaring his love for Frodo. Yeah, basically. He's like overtly loyal. (laughs) (sighs) It's what he goes together. Just saw the other day quote. It was something like, "Bromance for men is friendship for women." (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of true. Uh Because if I mean, it's just different the standards for friendship between men and women. Because for women, you can be super close and it's not weird. But for men, if you're super close, people get all weird about it. Which I don't understand. Anyway, that's another. I have so many things that I could go off on rants. Yeah. But I won't because we're trying to make this about Lord of the Rings. No, I I don't know. I think that's probably the only time I can think of that they have their little moment. Which I never noticed it like in that light before, but it's good. Um, yeah, I like Mary and Pippin a lot. I think their friendship is really nice, really f- fun, and solid. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, so. They go to the Houses of Healing with, uh, they take Faramir, Eowyn, and Mary all there. And then it turns out this whole thing about, um, well, the, uh, they don't, it's, they've got the Black Breath and they don't know what the Black Breath is. They only know that, or they, they only know, they call it the Black Breath that when people get it, they don't get better. Mm-hmm. They don't have any cure for it, and then it's like, and then they find out, uh, I don't know, Gandalf or somebody, like, or, or like, oh no, uh, 
Eorith, the lady who works there, is like, oh, well, you know, it's said that the hand, the hands of a king are the hands mm -hmm. of a healer, yeah. and then, and she, so Aragorn she has to really do runs her mouth, and Gandalf and even Aragorn have kind of, have, <laughs> I don't want to say burns, but they're, they sort of, sort of hint at like, you know, you talk too much. <laughs> Or that old man, there's the other the old man that works there too, like, yeah, I can't remember what he, he has a burn. I think Gandalf maybe has something he says about him, or, or no Aragorn. Anyways, they basically, um, Aragorn, oh yes, Aragorn has reservations about coming into the city. He doesn't want to come in and declare himself. Because he doesn't want people to think that he's trying, you know, make, sort of making a grab for the throne, I guess. Even though he is the rightful king. Mm -hmm. But he does come... Aragorn is very humble. Yes, too humble, some, some would say. Um, he So he comes in, cloaked and hooded, to hide his identity as best as he can. And then he's like, well, Athelas or King's Foil is what we'll, we, we can use to heal them. Which is a useless weed, according to most people. Right. The other, but my note was about, um, they say leechcraft, and I didn't know what that meant, so I had to look it up. And uh, let me look at what it says. Leechcraft. She is so much wider than me. Look at this. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no. The, <laughs> I thought it had to do with leeches, but it's, it has to do with, it's just like the practice of medicine and mm -hmm. healing. I don't know why I was thinking like leechcraft. It's like probably like leeching a people. sickness out of you. But no, uh, from Middle English, leechcraft practice of medicine literally so huh i learned something Interesting. i always assumed it meant that they used leeches in that house <laughs> and they uh bled people which oh. they used to do i know that's such a weird thing interesting okay so um and so in the house of healing they use a lot uh lots of herbs and they talk about herbs so i, I thought it was interesting be interesting to look up about herbs and their healing power and you know sort of a, a bit of history about that which is uh did it hold on i mean they were using hold on, we've got a crazy baby They were using herbs, I mean, all the way back in Egyptian times for healing and stuff, which mm -hmm. I don't feel like they use herbs very much now. I feel like that's considered kind of hippie. Well, the reality of it is that the FDA, Natural path. The, the government cannot make money off of herbal healing. Right. Well, that's the, it's all about money So it's got to be pharmaceuticals, <coughs> which make money. 
Yeah. Which is the whole thing, like, recently with the um, most relevant to our household is teething and the homeopathic teething medication-like um, teething tablet, which the FDA cannot, can no longer approve because of certain elements in the teething tablets, which the ingredient in the tablets is thousands of times less than it would take to even drug an adult. But because it's in there, the FDA cannot approve it. So it's not mm. approved by the government. So they no longer make it. There's all kinds of stupid things like, mm. kind of like that, where it's like, well, we can't approve it because we can't study it. We, and they haven't studied it enough, so they don't really know what it we, does. We can't study it, so Even we will approve it. With teething tablets, they've been effective... For like 50 years. They're, right. You know, there's never been anything bad about them. But because the government cannot concretely say that they studied this and it's found to be safe, they no longer make them. It's, yeah, it's... And they can't make money off of it. <clears throat> it's herbal. It's like drug, or not drug, sorry. Like herbs, but... Uh-huh. I feel like there's probably a lot of potential... I, I'm sure there are studies, I, but I was just thinking, like, I feel like there might be, there's probably potential to herbs and stuff that still haven't even been discovered. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they, they're like, almost being used, I mean, they're definitely being used less than they were at one point. But when they were being used, they couldn't be studied as deeply as they can study now. And maybe it, Tolkien understood some of that the yeah. whole idea of uh, herbal Yeah, probably in the 50s it was a little bit... It was right around the hippie times. Yeah, right around the hippie times. The 60s and whatnot. Herbs and healing and naturalistic tendencies were coming out. But the first recorded herbal study... Uh, I'm not going to pronounce that. It sounds Japanese or... Chi- oh, no, Chinese, sorry. was written in uh, 2000 B.C., by a Chinese emperor, Shen Yong. Huh. Which is interesting. So, I, probably if anything, maybe the, like the Chinese were doing herbal healing. The Chinese they still are do that kind of the pioneers stuff. of herbal. Makes, and yeah. acupuncture and all of that stuff. Chinese people have gotten into it way before anybody else. Because they're pretty smart. Like yeah. I feel like they're kind of pioneers of all the... The most intelligent well, things on the very, planet. Well, they're like spiritual and, <laughs> uh-huh. and herb, herbs go along with that in, in some way. But yeah. So then that, Nature got, goes along with that, that got me going into another train of thought, which was, let's see if I can oh. find it. Is there, is Athelus sort of based on anything or is there anything in today's world any kind of herb that is similar to it. Uh-huh. And I did come up with an article that all about that. And they came up with like uh, three or four different herbs. But uh-huh. the one I thought was seemed like perhaps the best one. Let's see, where is it? Was basil. Oh. Which when you, when you hear... Uh, hear uh, according to the, they also oh they also 
considered winter green? I don't think so. And mint? I think... I think those are... Uh, they just seem like maybe the wrong scent. I can imagine. Uh, uh, oh, I'll pass this again. Uh, uh, <coughs> hold on, I'm trying to find the part that took. Okay. Let's see. Basil is known to. Do it. Known to most as a culinary herb with sweet and sometimes pungent smell, which mm -hmm. is exactly what they say about aphilus. Besides its use to enhance dishes, basil has been also used for healing across the globe in India. For example, basil was seen as a, as holy what and huh. used for supplementary treatment for respiratory infections. Oh, oh interesting. And was used as an antivenom. Mm -hmm. The healing properties of basil seem to cure a great number of infections and illnesses. That's interesting. I never knew that about basil. Yeah, that's really interesting. That makes sense, though. Uh, basil does have a great smell to it, I think. Yeah. I think of anything, basil could be king's foil. Yeah. In the real world. For nerds out there. So that's my um, that's my vote. Basic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, well, we already talked about that. Uh... Might need to get some more crackers for this kid. So okay, so they'll um. Let's see, the house of healing. So they end up healing, uh, all of them. Aragorn does, and then they leave. Oh, shoot, yeah, we got it. Okay. There was some, another line, I believe, during the last debate, they have to, they, they have a last debate where they decide that they need to... So they have the last debate where they discuss what to do with, um, they've won this battle for, for Minas Tirith, which by the way, I should mention, it takes, you don't know what happens with, with Aragorn and Legos and Gimli until they meet up with Pippin and Merry. And they recount how they came up the river with the ghosts and um, and attacked. Because they don't actually come into the tale during the um, Rohirrim. Uh, the Ro That's a really interesting Rohirrim. part. Because 
the right of the Rohirrim. Pretty much all the other aspects of the books have dealt with real beings that were actually alive, but this is the only part that really gets into ghosts and more it's more of a magical really yeah, fantasy. Really fantasy. Because there are actual ghosts. I don't like that they're all green in the movie. Mm-mm. I think they should have kept them all gray and ghostly. Like in Did the you book. ever notice though? Most ghostly apparitions are green. What are you talking about? Well, okay, this is mainly Disney. But... Oh. Oh, I know. It, I think too much of a. It reminds me of Slimer. Ghostbusters. Where you gotta go? Disney. All yeah. of the evil and ghostly things are green. A lot of things are green if they're ghostly. Yeah. I wonder why they went for green. Cause I think it's it would have been great color? if it was gray. Like ghosts. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are gray and white. <laughs> green is kind of evil and ominous. Yeah. So. Sorry. Yeah. They recount their little tale of how they came up on the ships and use the ghost horde to fight. Um, then, where was I at? Oh, the last debate. They discuss trying to basically set a trap, trying to draw Sar- Sauron's armies out for a laugh. <laughs> For a last battle to give Frodo a chance, if he's made it, th- even made it that far, and that what even whether they do this or not, or no, they come, someone or they, I think they come to the conclusion that whether they. Whether they win or lose this battle at the Black Gate, they die either way, most likely. Yeah. Being that if they win, the forces, or I mean, if I suppose if Frodo destroys the ring, the forces will still be so great that they will be so outnumbered they will die. Yeah. And if, If they lose, they're dead. Yeah. Is that that's right, right? I can't remember if I said that right. Sorry, I was just laughing because Evie's shoving a cracker in her mouth, even. Oh. As she's shooting her nurse. So. Um. I believe Gimli had a line that I thought was interesting. Let me see if I can. I'll pull it up here. Being that uh. Great. Oh no. There was a conversation between Gimli and a few of them. I can't remember who exactly said it, but great deeds are not lessened by the things that come after, basically. Yeah. Meaning, they've won this great war. Whatever comes, whatever happens after this, it doesn't make that victory uh, meaningless, basically. Because someone, it seemed like someone sort of suggested that mm-hmm. which is it's so true it, and I think people tend to forget that tend, people tend to judge you on 
what you, the most recent thing you've done. When I don't think that's fair. I think if someone's done something great, that's a great thing they've done. It shouldn't be lessened if they do something terrible after, yeah. later on, because that the, that has nothing. That's not connected. That's nothing. It's you know has yeah. nothing to do with the great thing they did. It's just yeah. the fact that they're the same person did the two different things. Uh huh. But as humans, we're kind of flawed, and we tend to judge uh, unfairly. <laughs> just end it right there. We tend to judge. It's interesting because, okay, this is another tangent. A lot of people just tend to judge, even though, you know, it says, like, do not judge, and only God is allowed to judge things. Oh, Humans people, still people judge all over the People who know the least like to judge the most. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with this child. Okay, well... The only other thing we have to talk about, well, besides the fact that they do, they march to the black gate. They have a conversation with the mouth of Sauron, which doesn't go exactly the same as in the well, movie. In the I movie, the, he's so creepy looking. I love the way it goes in the movie. Mm-hmm. When Aragorn is just like, slices his head off. He's mm-hmm. like, we're Dumb. In the movie, he's such a creepy looking character because it's just the mouth and like no eyes. Yeah. He had, Don't try to mimic it in a podcast. It's not going to come across at all. Yeah, he does some good mouth acting. Yeah. Can you imagine being that character? That was a pretty cool design. I guess if you like. Please don't buy me, you, If you like any of that, you like. You basically like those artists artwork because mm-hmm. it's I think more well I think more than ever like in a fantasy movie mm-hmm. it's whatever artists they have you're really seeing their artwork because yeah. so much has to be created from the imagination yeah as opposed to something that's set in a period of the real world mm-hmm. Where you go, well, that's all, you know, that's a, that's a real location we can go to. Yeah. You can't go to this castle that has these spikes sticking off of it. That's a piece of art. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's interesting. It is. And it is, and it's all great. I think it's all, they've got great artists. And that's part of what, the believability and of, of the, the movie, basically. Yeah. They got pretty lucky with everything that came together the way that it did. So we're left off. They fight. They fight, and we're left off with a cliffhanger of, is Pippin dead? Pippin's the only one who can go because Mary's still recovering. So Pippin gets to go to the, the battle at the Black Gate. Possibly his last stand, and it would seem. It's his last stand. Yeah. So, a little bonus because this week, or yeah, it, uh, well, 
just recently, within the last week, was the 15th anniversary of the release of The Fellowship of the Ring. What? The movie. 15 years? It's been 15 years. It's an old movie now, I think. Huh. I think once you hit 10, you're not a new movie anymore. Yeah. Probably once you hit 5. That's weird. Really. I mean, the I guess I did... The world works now, the turnover, right? I did watch it when I was... Well, that's what I was going to ask was, so what's your memory? What's your first, like, your memory, the first time you saw it, what happened? solid memory is just watching it in the basement at my parents' house with my dad and my brothers. And at the end, I really didn't want to watch the part where Boromir died because I was really afraid of being startled by the orcs. So I covered my eyes. I was 13. But did you not, didn't you know the movies were coming out or no? Yeah, I did. But we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't go see them in theater. Oh. We we didn't go see the Fellowship in theater. I think we saw, we saw we saw the um, we saw the two towers and we saw Return of the King in theater. But um, right. I, my parents were really strict, especially my mom. So I was only thirteen, and I was at the age where I asked if I could watch everything that's PG thirteen, and. So my dad loves Lord of the Rings. Like he's always really loved Lord of the Rings, and I think it's kind of the exception to my mom's no magic rule. Um, so my dad bought it, and I finally braved going down to the basement (laughs) while they were watching it. And I don't like being startled. So when the orcs came on, I wasn't sure what to expect. Even though I'd read the books, I wasn't really sure if it was going to be as scary as the books. The books were not that scary. So I covered my eyes at the very end when Boromir gets shot. So I didn't really see that until like the second time that I watched it and I realized it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I just know... I mean, I knew... I knew... Back in like 99, I knew they were... The movie they were making the movie. I knew they were. Gonna That's come weird. That's from the 1990s. I remember watching the preview online. We had dial-up internet, <laughs> and it took mm-hmm. like half an hour to download the preview for the movie, and I was so stoked for it. And we bought tickets like days before, and we um, and we went like gross people. We went to like the earliest showing that Friday. Like we were there like. 10 o'clock in the morning with a big thing of popcorn to watch it. And my dad fell asleep like halfway through. <laughs> it was all, you know, me and most, well, and like my brothers and whatnot. Well, and yeah, I loved it. And when it came, and when it, then when it came on DVD, I think I probably just watched it, like, monthly for a while. Um, That's why I remember. I don't even have a solid memory of where we were living at the time. Like, because I was 13, that's 15 years ago. Yeah, like a blank. I kind of remember the place that we were living, but it was a fairly new place. And it's really hard to picture. I just remember 
That's the basement. <laughs> yeah. Hey, chunk. And I was just afraid of the orcs, so I covered my eyes and I didn't watch the part where they shot Bormir. Because I was afraid of that lead orc. And I was I was just afraid of being startled. And that's why I don't like horror movies, because I don't like being startled. Yeah. But then I watched it the second time, and I'm like, oh, this is not scary. I also remember, well, it came out just, like, it came out about, you know, like, three months after September 11th. And people really wanted great movies where good triumphed over evil. Yeah. Though that, any movie that was like that did really well. I think that... I mean, it's already a great movie. I think partially that, that, that helped it. Anyways, we can wrap up. Yeah, that's, probably. That's it for the second half of the four-part series of The Return of the King. You know where to find us. If you don't listen to some other episodes, I think... Uh, with only two episodes to go, you don't want to miss the next two episodes. So until next time, you know. The road goes ever on The road doth goeth ever oneth. Down from the road where it began. The road goes ever on.